0: What is, what is your full name?
1: Frankie Page What
2: is your age? 20 And what church do you attend? I don't attend church. But you are Catholic No, I don't go to church because so I don't believe in God Well,
3: I think that's really it for me That's all I need to know, Mr. Page That's
4: it
3: Welcome to Stigmata, where the fifth wound is Gabriel Burns' spear. This is spoilers.
0: <laughs>
3: this is
5: spoilers.
0: <laughs> a spear is a weenie.
4: <laughs> it's a weenie. <laughs>
3: uh, okay, everybody. Welcome to spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> this is Brother Jordan uh, hosting from Michigan tonight. Um Today we're going to talk about the movie Stigmata, the 1999 classic, Uh, but today we're also going to start off with introductions and an opening question. So guys, I think we're going to go east to east and uh, switch it up a little bit. The the intro question tonight is, um, based on the subway experience, which is pretty gruesome, what is the worst public transportation story that you have? Corey?
4: Uh, Hi, this is Corey, also known as Kylo Ren memes. Recording out of Simi Valley, California. Man, I don't take public transportation a lot, so this is a tough one. Wish I had some time to really think. I figured
3: California, Corey, would have a good one.
4: Yeah, but it's, I mean, public transportation just scares me. It's like, (laughs) I've done it, but it's just really not a pleasant experience like where I live. I, I, I mean, I've seen... Some like hobos fight on a bus in Seattle. I lived there briefly, so that was kind of fun. I mean, it wasn't like the worst thing that ever happened to me. Nothing really happened to me, but I've I've
0: witnessed some violence, so that's pretty cool.
2: How much money did you win,
0: <laughs> dude? Corey's story probably has so many stories. If he's just downplaying this
2: bum fight, like I got <laughs> shit compared yes, to that, dude. <laughs> Corey's in the CD underground of. <laughs> Of Simi Valley.
3: Uh, who is next to Weestest? Pap Dog. I think you're
0: next. Man, I do think I am coming up next. This is Josh from Goshen. I wish our area of the country, Elkhart, Goshen, Dunlap, had more public transportation. There's very little. So whenever I've used it, I feel like it's been when I'm out of town on assignment or whatever. But I think, man, just off the top of, there's not too many. Like I missed a flight once and that sucked and it was like all my fault. But, like, I don't know. I'm going to just go reverse answer uh, best public transport. (laughs) (laughs) And it was actually the Uber to the airport. And this guy just started digging into trying to get to, like, my ancestral history, asking me about my German ancestors. Like, I know anything about that. I don't know. really just giving me, like, an existential experience on the way to the airport, like, just a talkative dude kind of blowing my mind and being out there, but also being like a lovable human. So I'll give a shout out to that. I have a quick question.
4: Do you guys like it when, people, when Uber drivers talk to you?
2: I don't like talking.
4: <laughs> of course no. I wouldn't like
2: a stranger talking to me. It'd
5: just drive me well, there. Well, you're in the right place, Mikey. We have to pay Mikey so much to be on this podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he hates talking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I charge you guys by the line. <laughs>
3: It's got to be somewhere in the middle. You don't want them to be like silent and a serial killer, but you also don't want to like have to continue a conversation. I think
2: just crank up the tunes, man. Oh
3: yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Mikey,
2: Mikey recording from Goshen, Indiana. Um, I would have to blame my worst public transportation experience on Stevie's wife, Lauren. Uh, we, were, <laughs> <laughs> we were. When you want to go to Chicago, you got to take the South Shore. So you hop on the South Shore. Uh, we had gone to Lollapalooza or something, and we were coming back. And you know, everybody's drunk, hungover, all that jazz. And we got seats. We we're seated in like the the last car or something, and we're all sitting together. And Lauren is like. I don't know. She's freaking out because some guy is clearly drunk. And I think she thinks that he's staring at her for like five seconds or something. So she's like, can we please move cars so I can get away from this guy? He's really freaking me out. He was just drunk. He wasn't even like bothering anybody. He was just sitting by himself drunk off of his ass. So Lauren made us move up and down the South shore. we lost our seats. We, <laughs> I don't think we were sitting together anymore. Uh, She just really caused a lot of pain and strife for that return trip. Man. Wow, no Stevie or Lauren on
0: the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Stevie was, Stevie was uh, upset about it as well. He was like, Lauren, nothing is happening. He's just drunk. Just stop staring at him. Resentment.
3: Lauren's so pregnant She's about to pop
5: Just being besmirched on this podcast Stevie, Lauren, we
3: love you guys Um, Brett, I think you're next Uh,
1: uh, This is Brett Recording from Fort Wayne Um, It's like a tie Between every single time I've ever been on the L in Chicago But I'll I'll go with a lighter one I was in Bloomington (laughs) And I was at a bar And I didn't want to be there So I called a cab (laughs) And I waited out for the cab And then the cab got there, I got in the back, and then some douchebag and his girlfriend, the guy comes up to the cab driver, he goes, I'll give you 20 bucks to ditch this guy in the back. I was like, I was like, (laughs) dude, you can just share this cab with me, you don't have to. He ended up getting in the car, but I'm like... I, I looked at him with a jaundiced eye after that because that was really douchey. <laughs> That's it.
3: Wait, you said he got in with a girl? Yeah, him, his
1: girlfriend or whatever. They got in, but I mean, like, I wasn't going to get out. I don't care if he paid the cab driver or not. I paid for this cab. It's my, I, I signed this contract, so you're taking me where I'm going.
0: Brett is all about contracts. Damn <laughs> <laughs> Man,
3: back in the day, cabs sound terrible. I <laughs> really do um, yeah and then this is Jordan again from Michigan uh, I would say my worst one is somewhat recently I think it was the last time I flew back from North Carolina to the Midwest I woke up from a nice restful nap in my window seat and uh, the dad who was in the aisle seat was helping his young son or daughter who was sitting between us uh, puke into the bag and I was like, oh, I'll just, like, face away, and I have my headphones in so I can't hear, but the smell, the smell is the worst part, mm. so that was pretty miserable, and we were in the back of the plane, mm. so it took us a while to get out of there, uh, uh, probably worse than someone getting crucified on a on the subway, actually.
4: <laughs> Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee,
5: blessed art thou and women, and blessed is the fruit of Jesus
3: so anyway, <laughs> so anyways, uh, this movie Stigmata. <laughs>
5: Great transition. Um,
3: it kind of is nice because it breaks itself naturally into five little portions here, and so I think I'm gonna kind of throw it to each of you for each part. And Brett, I'm gonna start with you and throw it over to you for this first intro portion. Um, can you set us up a little bit with kind of what's happening in the beginning? Uh, we do have a few like music video sequences here, but. far as the story goes. Can you uh, set the scene for us a little bit?
1: Uh, Are you talking about in Brazil? Yes, sir. Okay, so um, what's Gabriel Byrne, Father Gabriel, um, (laughs) he's uh, you'll find out later, he's a priest, but he was a a chemist, like a scientist before that or something like that, so uh, he works for the Vatican, and he is there investigating a I guess you could call it a, a, a miracle or whatever. So he's there. Uh, there is a white statue of the Virgin Mary and she has blood coming out of her eyes. Um, one of the, the priests there just died. Uh, so I don't know. That's pretty much what's going on there. And then some kid goes and steals a rosary from the dead body, which is just automatic hell for that kid.
4: Automatic Man. hell? <laughs> oh yeah. What's with this automatic heaven and automatic hell stuff? I never knew about this. It's just, it's
0: just, is that in the Bible?
2: Just joking. <laughs> That's like number two, Corey. Catholic like you baby. Can't do that. That's
0: all from the Gospel of Thomas. That automatic stuff. But Gospel of Brett. Brett, you <laughs> did fine with the plot detail. But does anybody else think this might be the best whole part of the entire movie? I thought it was s- so yes. good.
1: At the the shots of the, the the blood actually coming down was like I thought mm-hmm. were like awesome.
0: Yeah, the set piece and just the intrigue and the you get your first glimpse of him putting the talk boy, like turning that on, his little <laughs> audio device.
2: You got it. Hi, kids. I'm home early. I think all expectations kind of go out the window when we get that crazy intro music credits <laughs> where it's just like garbage rock oh. uh, for like five minutes taking us Sh- into the Shazam story.
1: couldn't even couldn't even find the song I was trying to Shazam it and it was like song I found
4: I mean that's just the way some of these late 90s movies rolled man like that like Matrix. this reminds me of like the craft or maybe like the crow and like, it's d- just yeah. the way mm-hmm. 13 ghosts it,
1: it reminded me a lot of end of days
4: well, yeah, I mean, Seven. there's one big tie-in, and that's Gabriel Byrne, <laughs>
0: for sure. <laughs> she hooks up with a guy, too, in that sequence. Is that Rob Lowe? I don't think <laughs> no, it is on Wikipedia. But. That's the
1: guy who stole uh, Kelly Kapowski from Zach.
2: Oh, he looks just like Rob Lowe.
1: And he's in uh, Starship Troopers.
2: Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has about five seconds of screen time in this movie.
1: Yeah, I kept waiting for him to come back, and after a while, I was like, he's not coming back. Ste-
3: Steven. <laughs> no, he, he gets cuffed by uh father andrew here um <laughs> <laughs> right. brett i'm gonna stick with you for a minute here because i think i think you'll be able to explain i legitimately do not know like the different uh roles in the catholic church we're in a big catholic church gabriel burns character andrew brother andrew i think is who he is um is a priest? I don't know. Again, this is why I need your help, Brett. Uh, but we go back to him, and he's reporting back about his uh, findings in Brazil. And um, we meet a few new characters. Can you tell us a little bit about them and the hierarchy that we see here?
1: Yeah. So uh, in the Vatican, obviously the Pope is the big, the big tuna, um, but. The next level down from the Pope uh, are the Cardinals. I mean, they practically run just about everything. Uh, Cardinals for each district all over the world. Um, And then they go about 50 positions below that. So I would imagine that this guy is an extremely high-ranking Cardinal. And, uh, I mean, let's just say if the Pope died, he'd probably be one of the Cardinals that – would help elect a new one, but I don't really know. Um, And then they all have assistants, stuff like that, like brothers, just a term. I've seen people use brother for not... Like Brother Jordan. Exactly.
3: Not a priest.
0: Can I add a little bit here, Brett? Because I work at a Catholic institution, so maybe I can help a little bit here. But if you've seen Star Wars, the Galactic Senate, it's just, it's that.
1: (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, the Pope and the Emperor are the same. (laughs)
4: Whoa! Never is the Senate. <laughs> well, that's kind I'm of
5: talking
4: pre-pulp. <laughs> pre Wait, oh, but he man. is the Senate. I am the Senate. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever told you the story of Jesus the Wise?
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's in charge of a. Um, they look for miracles and stuff like that. So, and they're like an investigative. They're like the investigative arm of the church. Uh, They're always looking for. Pretty
2: interesting job. Pretty cool setup. Yeah,
1: it's not bad. He's got probably Mm -hmm. quite a bit of power, which, as you know, Catholics are immune to power. I mean, they've never taken advantage of it. I don't know of any cases. A once. (laughs) Never. Maybe once or twice, but it was over like a day. So, So,
3: as Brett said, Cardinal Daniel Hausman, which is the most American cardinal that I've ever heard of, but uh, it's, it's, (laughs) he's played by Jonathan price, which is also the high sparrow in game of Thrones. Um, It's, it's really hard for me to separate him from this role, but he's pretty much the same guy to me, you know, corrupt (laughs) religious dude that just takes advantage of it all. (laughs) Um, So we're kind of going back and forth between some scenes in uh, the Vatican or wherever his office is. And then back in what city are we in? Did they ever establish Pittsburgh? Right. Yeah. So we're going back and forth. Pittsburgh. Um, the holy city of Pittsburgh,
5: (laughs) (laughs) the most blue, disgusting looking city you've ever seen.
3: So Mikey, I'll come to you on this next part. We first meet, um, we first meet Frankie in the club scenes. Um, she's a hairstylist. She works in a salon with some cool girls. What do we see next here, As far as, uh, the first entrance of our new character Stigmata.
2: Yeah, so she just got banged and she's waking up the next day. <laughs> she's like hungover or something. And her mom calls her on the phone, uh, wakes her up, and she's just like, Did you get my package? Uh and she goes over and checks checks her mail and she
3: She was too busy with another package.
2: Yeah, she finds that – well, we find out that her mom was the one that bought that uh, rosary from the little kid in Brazil, and she had sent that to Frankie as a gift or something. Her mom travels a bunch, and she just gave her a gift. And Frankie – I mean, I guess it comes to light that this thing is cursed or something because Frankie is experiencing a bunch of shit after she opens up this package uh but yeah after that she's just kind of going about her day she is making like a cup of tea or something and this is where she gets like her first symptoms of something is off uh she thinks she's pregnant but uh is like disgusted by the smell of the tea that she just made and then she like meets up with her friend and they go to work or something but that's about it as far as the setup of frankie
3: Yeah, it's it's weird because she starts seeing these or starts like feeling the effects of this rosary, but I don't think and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think she ever actually puts it on. Instead it's like sitting on an envelope with her name on it. And I don't understand the connection. I almost forgot about the rosary for a while.
4: Yeah, like how did it transfer or whatever to her?
3: Right. Yeah, how did the spirit get to her through that envelope with her name?
0: Father Alameda's Horcrux was in that.
3: (laughs) It just has to be close by.
4: I was thinking, though, too, about that. Like, like how come the little kid that stole it off the corpse didn't start getting the uh, stigmata shit going on?
3: Or, like, the (laughs) mailman. Or her mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, there's another, like, when she's in the bath in one of these... In one of these scenes, she, like, takes a bite out of an apple, and I was like, ooh, like, interesting biblical reference. And then I immediately stopped tracking that because it's not worth, like, clocking references with uh, the quality of film that this is. (laughs) 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 She has some weird stomach tattoo, and I was trying to, like, figure out what that was. Sorry, what, Pat?
5: Isn't it an interesting biblical reference? Like, I just looked looked at her taking a bath by herself, a million candles lit, and she's eating an apple. I'm like, who the fuck would ever do this? <laughs> like, this is so, that would take so long to set up, and who eats an apple in the bathtub? Like, that's what are you gonna <laughs> do with the core when you're and done? Does she
2: live in a in a men's locker room? <laughs> what is going on with her apartment? just all tile and she has lockers everywhere it's a lot of she throws one on top of gabriel Byrne (laughs) at the end of the movie a
3: lot of leaks in that men's locker room in there
2: i think can i take a really quick
0: reference from that bathtub stuff i think a better horror movie a one that's actually gonna scare us like ari aster's hereditary (laughs) you're you're gonna show a naked body for the shock value and They went like 99% of the way. And I'm not like sitting here rooting for bags like maybe some people on this pod do. But like I feel like the moment they showed her in the bathtub and they didn't show her fully nude, it was like this movie was kind of saying like we're not going to take you all the way there or something. Does that make sense at all? I was also let down, Josh. Come on.
5: (laughs) What? I can't stand Patricia Arquette man she fucking is the worst like she sounds high all the time when she's acting. I don't understand it.
3: I find her very off-putting as well. I can't quite pin the reason down though I
2: is that her or the movie because no it's her I mean it's just like <laughs> five scenes of her thrashing around all movie or four scenes she never gets to the fifth one but it's just like oh she she's she just gets freaking the out the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> um and then yeah we sort of do get another um religious explainer narration portion here which again brett you don't have to step in here because it was a nice uh, explainer about the gospels and how they worked um i thought it was interesting that they were only given every third page josh since uh you do work at a catholic institution what uh what do you know of this every third page <laughs> codex bullshit movie trash i guess i don't know (laughs) for your job are you only given every third frame to edit (laughs) (laughs) that would be so cool if that were the case Uh,
0: i think the like power struggle between this cardinal and this scientist who is also a priest is pretty cool stuff and it like actually did have me at the beginning of the movie like even at the very beginning like you said Mm -hmm. that music video with all the blue i was like yeah these patricia arquette scenes (laughs) are for the birds but i do like these i don't know jordan did you see anything in that like power struggle did you just hate that
3: i mean i hated like the first 45 minutes of this whole movie (laughs) (laughs) It, it, it really bothers me when they show a power struggle but it's just like I said do this, go do it, and then we don't get any of the, like, background, I guess. Um, later, when it kind of changes a little bit into, like, the religious conspiracy thing, it uh, it was a little bit more gripping for me, but, yeah, these intro parts are kind of rough.
4: Gabriel Byrne says something that, like, summarizes his job pretty well around this section. He says, I travel around the world investigating miracles, then I disprove them. <laughs> So I think it's a good way to like set up like what he's doing. Like he's only there to like prove the hoaxes, you
0: know. But that's awesome at first glance because, really, in real life, the Catholic Church, if they're doing their due diligence, should be proving miracles that are bullcrap wrong. They should they shouldn't be taking miracles where they actually aren't. That would just discredit the church in the long run. So you think he's like doing good. And at first, that's the way I took it like a tough job because it's disheartening, but he has to do it. And then it's Jordan. You toss this question to me, this whole thing about the third pages or He can only see every third page. It's basically like, no, it's not because the Catholic church is doing their due diligence. It's because they want to so tightly control all the information that's coming out.
3: So that's what you experience. In your person, <laughs> in your
0: job. <laughs> honestly, no. I'm given a lot of free wa-
2: re- reign,
0: Honestly,
3: like yeah. Fair.
2: So, Jordan, can you? I mean, I was hardly paying attention to this movie about ten minutes in. <laughs> so, can you explain to me what the conspiracy is? Like in the end, it's the scrolls. Like Jesus was like had his diary or something out there, and the somebody found it. Check. And he was probably like, dude, being a messiah sucks ass. I hate this or something. Like, what did they not want to get out?
3: I mean, like, like I think Josh squealed in the background. It really is a sacred text situation that we have going on here.
2: <laughs> What's more sacred than the Bible? What are the these, sacred Jedi text. What is the Sea Scrolls or whatever.
3: It's basically, <laughs> I mean, yeah. The
5: sacred text.
0: This is really Catholicism versus Protestantism. He said in the, there's like this, Gospel of Thomas, slash, the Gospel of Jesus that they're referencing in this movie. And Jesus says it's okay to bypass this bureaucracy, slash, this church system and go directly to God. And so basically, the cardinals and the powers that be do not want that getting out because. that's (laughs) Fuck, that's fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah they want people to be relying on them
2: i mean are we supposed to did they say that in the plot because they have that those like three three title cards or whatever with the what the scrolls were but they don't explain like what was on those pages or i don't know it's just like seems like it was so
1: <laughs> mikey i've i have you never heard of the dead sea but scrolls? it's
2: like oh it, it's Are we supposed to have that knowledge going into stigmata? Like, why would nobody have one scene of exposition of, like...
1: No, I don't think that we're supposed to have that knowledge. I think... I was talking to Brittany about it. I'm guessing those are probably kept in the Vatican Library. and
3: The restricted section.
1: Probably only scholars and people can see them or whatever. But it's... There are, I mean, there are, like, over 100... Actual gospels that I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that didn't make it into the Bible, so
0: I did a little research on this. There is a gospel of Thomas that was found like a Dead Sea Scroll, 1945 or whatever. There's a postscript in this yep. movie that references it, but basically, that whole quote gospel isn't like a story mm-hmm. weave through like the other ones are, it's just like 22 or 220 like best of quotes from Jesus, yeah, sayings. Oh. So, and I yes. think they say
1: like 80% of them are actually in. Other Gospels, right?
0: So I'm guessing slash hoping that one of them is split open a piece of wood and you will see me turn over a stone and there I am. Because that's said in this movie like 19 times.
5: Has the Catholic Church in this movie never heard of like the Hand effect? Like they're giving so much more <laughs> credibility by covering up these other Gospels than they would be just like, nah, that's not, that's not shit to us.
1: Uh, again, I don't, I mean, these Gospels are, are known I mean they just
5: didn't didn't make the bible. Right, that's what I'm saying like if a gospel if an That's what I'm saying it's like what was the council of Nice? Uh,
2: yeah, that's like an ace in the <laughs> hole. Like why wouldn't you expose that? Like this is the real deal. We are the real religion. I don't know why they would try to cover up what this lady is going through. Like she's clearly experiencing some metaphysical religious type of experience or something and they're just like we got to cover this shit up we can't let this get out
5: yeah there's your proof (laughs) this proof of god exists right here like here's a modern day thing you think they want to publicize people
2: believe what
1: they want to believe though like i mean how long in star wars how long did it take uh han solo to believe in the force when he literally saw it like a whole movie that's true kylo
4: Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good
0: (laughs) blaster at your side, kid.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, the church would have to, like, admit fault and admit that they are wrong about some things, but God does exist, and they're not willing to, like, take that L, which is kind of disheartening.
3: (laughs) At first, I thought this movie would be terrible for spoilers because it's a bad movie, but then I realized how many star wars references we'd get in? but i i really just want to dive into this though because like if you were like the friend of frankie and you saw this shit happening like
0: portia de rossi ellen's wife yeah is I, one of the hairdressers so you know the culture at that work like it seems good it's not
3: toxic hairdresser environment God. it's toxic well you heard of them whispering when she was in the back yeah. no but like if if one of your friends started showing up with like marks on their wrists and their and they're back and shit. Like, what would you even say? Like, how? Uh, I don't know. I I was gonna try to do a trivia about the cases of stigmata worldwide and all this stuff, but you can't find any numbers because the Catholic Church covers it up.
5: Mm. <laughs> like, even from like the first one, it's like Patricia Arquette has a two holes in her wrists or whatever, and they're like, this was like a suicide attempt. It's like, how the hell would she have hammered in the second one? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what? How would that even be possible? Like, If I were her friend, Jordan, to your question, I would at least think she's like at a minimum going crazy. You know what I mean? If yeah. not if not, literally possessed, depending on how spiritual she is.
2: I love how she keeps getting released like 12 hours after every crazy thing that happens to her. The doctors are just giving her the go-ahead to leave the <laughs> yeah, You should the probably hospital. just go home on your
0: own. No worries. <laughs> yeah, you need some rest in your creepy-ass apartment. Patricia
4: <laughs> Arquette with, like, the wrist wounds and bandages totally brought me back to Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. The best Nightmare on Elm Street movie, by the way. But anyway.
3: No, I, it also cracks me up because Father Andrew, he immediately dismisses her at the coffee shop when she, like, shows him the wrists at first. He's like, ah, kind of interesting, but I'm good. And then she just, like turns them over so we can see the other side like oh they go all the way through this is intriguing well
4: she is dismissed because she's an atheist and you know religious right. people are always treating us atheists bad
5: <laughs> or a little persecution before the podcast even started I know right <laughs> yeah. threats and everything
2: I don't think Gabriel Byrne knows that the curse of stigmata or whatever you want to call it is just transferred through touch of a rosary <laughs> or something it's the same way corona is transferred it's got to disinfect everything. close contact
3: for 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh frankie has holes in her wrists now she's also been lashed in the subway um man she keeps so we've also gone over the very leaky apartment mikey you touched on how she keeps getting let off when she should be on suicide watch but I think she may have set a record for the most times one person has run into traffic in one movie.
2: <laughs> uh, Well, you know, Jesus also battled traffic for much of his time in the Bible. I think that was uh, kind of a reflection on what he experienced. Yeah, I guess every time she freaks out or something gets a new injury, she flops on the ground, whatever, and runs out the door and into traffic. Uh, But the first time she thinks she sees a woman with a baby in like a red cloth and she throws the baby into the street and it looks like the baby gets run over by a car. And then she runs out there in the middle of traffic causing accidents and stuff. And there's no woman. There's no baby. She just looks like a crazy person. And I don't know what any of that was supposed to represent. Nielong comes along and takes her home. And just leaves her there, I guess. Doesn't? I don't know. Everybody's like so blasé about everything Patricia Arquette is going. I mean,
4: through. was Josh was that baby the Jesus character?
0: <sighs> uh, there's always like a demon baby. I kept thinking of like Passion. <laughs> I thought it was
1: like the little pappy baby.
3: The little pappy demon. I baby. looked away during the scene, and I definitely thought the corner of my sure. eye that it was the pappy baby. I had to rewind it. I was like, Kirsten, was that the fucked up Passion baby? No,
5: no, no. Not to harp on like the aesthetic of this movie, but that's like one of my biggest problems. And in that scene that Mikey was talking about, like the woman's wearing like a bright blue coat and the baby is (laughs) like wrapped in this bright red cloth and it should look really awesome, but it's all in this fucking muted, nasty, I don't know what Joshua you call it like a filter or something. I'm probably not saying that right, but
0: yeah, and the whites are like totally washed out. It's gross. Notice. Everything's greenish. Yeah, it's
5: so gross yeah. to look at.
1: Like a, I don't want to. Comp- God, I'm not comparing these two movies, but like a Schindler's List, like the red out, awesome, it stick, stuck out. But this was like yeah, Schindler's Light. I mean, it was just like really bad. <laughs>
0: It came to me like a poorer version of the movie Seven, actually, mm-hmm. Brad, which is a spoilers um, you hosted. Super That's what Happy
1: said. Like, it's got all the gloominess. They're trying to do, like, double up on the gloominess, but, like, mean, you got a movie, a movie with demons and stuff. And it's not even close to as gloomy as Seven. So,
0: <laughs> But speaking of Seven and also another classic, like, thriller <laughs> that reminds me of this, True Detective Season 1, like, the movie would have just been so better served – With Patricia Arquette as like just a barely side character that you only see a couple of times through the movie. Like Mm -hmm. we don't need to see her at her job in the club to realize she's like a normal urban woman. You know what I mean?
1: I was thinking the same thing. Like they, the scenes in the club, the scenes in the uh, the barbershop, whatever it's called. It's just they serve like zero purpose. I'd much rather see Gabriel Byrne Mm -hmm. going around. Exactly. trying to figure out trying to figure out what's going on like fighting with because like they brought in uh Boris the Blade. I don't know if anyone gets that reference. Boris the Papi Bullet does, Dodger. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Boris yeah. the Bl- like Why don't they, call they brought that? him in at the very end. They could have had him there doing way more. Like I wanted to hear about like the guy who was translating like the the linguist uh Boris the Bullet Dodger and then the other the yeah. other I mean I, but yeah, they're following her the the time that she goes to the the club at the the second time. It's like the most useless thing. She did not, she could have done that anywhere. And she had to do that no. in the middle of the day. I mean, yes. it's, they were trying, I think they were trying not hard enough or too hard. I don't know.
2: The fact that she's not religious, so she doesn't know anything that's going <laughs> on in the movie. She's just experiencing this stuff. And Gabriel Byrne has all of the knowledge of what's happening to her. And he's like, just catching up with her during the day. Like we have to follow Patricia Arquette through the whole movie. And I don't care about her. I want to know more about Gabriel Byrne solving this mystery.
5: I have a question for the old people, Kylo, Josh, Brett. Why were clubs in the 90s so angry?
3: Oh, I had a question on this too.
5: (laughs) Ace Ventura, Angry Club, Matrix, Angry Club, Stigmata, Angry Club. They're all so fucking, it's like a pissed off environment. Why are people going? Lots of yeah, batting cages. Happening. Yeah, why is it all concrete <laughs> and chain link fence? <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> we are older than you, but we're still millennials, <laughs> and that is a Gen X thing. And Gen X has a lot of angst. Mm.
4: Angst. Things were actually lightening up around this time. Like, as grunge started to like fade out, and like the late '90s started to pick up. Like, I think the scene actually got happier around this time. So this is like the happier version of the '90s. I'm pretty sure. So mm.
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, I was 16 when it, but I wasn't even 16 when it was 2000, so I definitely didn't go to any clubs, Pap, sorry.
4: Yeah, I was in 7th grade, so.
2: <laughs>
0: Man, I haven't seen a club scene that good since Dave Skinner's
2: The Streets video, Blinded by the Lights. <laughs> oh, play a mistake. It reminded me of Blade. Definitely Blade. <laughs> when he's chopped God, up all I the I love the fact that you went
1: 30, almost 30 years of your life, and then you discovered Blade, and you're like, oh crap, Blade's awesome.
2: Dude, I gotta watch the next two. I got. I'm excited.
3: All right, we're gonna keep moving along this plot. Corey, I'm gonna throw to you on this next one. After she after she runs out in traffic the second time, um, Gabby B slash Father Andrew chases her into an alleyway. Um, can you give us a little bit about this? Like maybe the only spooky part in the whole movie.
4: Well, she starts to kind of get semi possessed, or maybe fully possessed. I guess. <laughs> Uh, Her eyes start to change as she goes Through these experiences (laughs) Um, One of the Big things she does is she starts writing In a foreign language and Speaking in a foreign language as well Sometimes Uh, this is very intriguing To Gabriel Byrne it's like not a language He knows but He like takes some recordings And some photos and sends it back To his contact at the Vatican I mean at one point this is I think a little Bit later in the movie but the guy's like checking it out, and he's like panicked. He's like, "Oh fuck!" He gets the pictures of the language, and he kind of tells Gabriel Burn a little bit, but then he like starts fucking deleting it like rapidly. And I'm pretty That's sure true. everyone in the library thinks he's looking at porn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she starts uh, going full demon uh, at, at a couple points. I mean, she has like the just as a spooky demon part. Then there's like the horny demon later on, where she's like trying to fuck him.
3: It is an interesting possession.
2: Is that all supposed to be Father Al Medea or whatever? Or is that just him at the end? I think like, she's actually into this? him.
1: And I think he hops on that train, like trying to, what? I mean, he's trying to get Gabriel Byrne to kind of renounce his priesthood. Is that I think she's definitely into him. I think, I, I feel like that for sure. And then.
0: Why is priest why is this a demonic possession by a holy priest who's like a good guy trying to get the word out? I, I don't understand that premise at all. Makes
3: Could no he just sense. be a ghost? Make any sense.
2: Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> a ghost. Was what he was, I mean, I don't know what Father Almedia was doing before this movie started, but like, was he trying to, I don't know, do something evil or something? Was he, I, or is he just trying to live I think forever? Josh or- had a,
1: I think Josh was on the right track. I think he made that – he split his soul in two, and that's like a horcrux. (laughs) I think that's the best
5: explanation. There's a deleted scene in the movie where he kills himself before, for real. He, like, jumps off the church. So apparently this is him trying not to go to hell, which I don't understand why that's a deleted scene because that would at least kind of help – clarify i i this was like the most confusing part of the movie to me like who's actually possessing her and why i don't know if i know that
3: the only explanation that i could find was that at some points they say like the people who are like the stigmatics because they're so close to god and experiencing this that they're also like more vulnerable to demons and stuff yeah they 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 said
1: that during the movie yeah
3: yeah
0: no, it's because <laughs> Dude, it's
2: because ah. of unfinished business. <laughs> oh, boy.
4: What is this, Casper?
2: Does yeah, <laughs> the stigmatics would be an awesome band. Oh, yeah. Just throwing that out there.
3: Um, Pappy, I'm gonna come to you on this. This is right around the time where she gets some holes in her feet. Um, before the show, you were just talking about how sweaty your feet were,
2: but also mm-hmm.
3: I really wanted to know. Like, <laughs> I feel like I've been around you when you've had a like a handwritten essay and we come back to it maybe an hour later and you're like wait i wrote that what does that even say (laughs) so how how does it feel to write a bunch and not know what it says
5: i have some notes on this page and i see ace i think it was ace Ventura in the matrix because i was trying to make that joke but I, i first of all there's a weird 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 like romance and like, I would even say like almost theme of this movie. That's totally half-assed and not developed yeah. like Gabriel Byrne. Okay. For starters, Gabriel Byrne should have been like the sole focus of this movie. I think we've Definitely. talked about that yep. a lot, but like, you yep. know, there's a whole aspect of his character that he, I don't understand like his relationship with women. Like he, he views them, he views them as complications, but like he, he said that he doesn't like, he must've had some kind of like complicated relationship in his past or something he's not a virgin he tells uh patricia arquette over lunch um that, like i said there's this weird attraction going on like earlier in brazil no excuse me in in the vatican i think like one of the only points of characterization that we get from him like him just being a priest is a bunch of like prostitutes come up to him <laughs> that was a funny and they like, try to seduce him and like I, yeah it's it's a funny scene but it's also like a choice like, of this, like, larger theme that he's dealing with these temptations, I guess, yeah. but I don't, it's just not developed well enough, right? Like, did anybody buy the relationship? Like, First of all, Patricia Arquette's what? Supposed to be 23? She's ah. a 31-year-old playing a 23-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't think
4: people in their 30s can play 20-year-olds? Come on, man. We can do it.
0: I yeah, Kylo Ren was like 32 and he played an 18 year old.
2: But like from the get go, she wants to get in this priest's she, pants. Like when she's giving him the haircut. At least they she's tell us that he like sits down them. for the
3: haircut. I love that scene. By the and way, and
2: she's just like she's like, hey, how you doing? How's your day? And they're like, oh my
4: god, she's flirting. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. That's why they think she's fine because she like has this religious experience and then she's like flirting again. Like ah, she's good. <laughs>
5: True. But but anyway, I think it's after, like, it was at the cafe where she has, like, her feet incident. And then she, I, I might be messing up the timing on this, but then, then like, when they get back to her apartment, she, as the priest, she's being possessed, writes the gospel on her wall. And this is where you get the line, like, the messenger isn't important that, or whatever. That's
1: the only part of the movie that scared me. I thought it was also probably maybe my favorite part. I thought it was the coolest car in the whole movie. The first time she talked, the first time he talked to her, the rest of the time, it didn't sound good.
0: Frankie. Frankie. Who are you?
1: Il messaggero no è importante.
5: No, no, that's a a good point. And, like, Gabriel Byrne does what he does in this movie, like, the next morning. He takes so many pictures, and the movie shows us every one of the dozen pictures he takes, and it's so annoying. And, like, between that, like, the flash, and, like, the quick cuts in this movie, like, if you're epileptic, you're fucked if you watch Mm. Stigmata. Like, good night. Like, it's,
2: I don't know. R.I.P. That's what the doctors yeah. thought she was uh, yeah. coming down with, epilepsy. Yeah. F- <laughs> 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 and there's... So- oh, my gosh. When she's running out into the street, she- it's like chaos. There's like a 50 cuts when she just steps out <laughs> off the curb. It's insane. I hate how this movie is edited.
5: I would call it like edgelord editing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, we also get some really bad... Uh, when she... When she finally does get the like holes in her feet, and she's on the bed, and the bed somehow moves, and she's like floating, there's like fire everywhere all of a sudden. But it's the worst fire yeah, I've ever bad. seen. Yeah, it's bad. Like
1: for ninety nine, it might have been okay. But I said that to Brittany. I was like, "That's some pretty bad CGI." Maybe it was good for ninety nine. I mean, have you seen what the Rock looked like in the Mummy too? I mean,
3: pretty <laughs> bad. I mean, Gabriel Byrne loves a burning set. He's on that burning boat and the usual suspects. He's here in some fake fire. It's It's, great. It's not
1: just a clever (laughs) last name. It's...
0: I'm pretty sure there's some good fire in the days, too, yeah. (laughs) Spooky spoilers this month has been filled with
3: fire scenes.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of Hereditary and Lovecraft Country.
3: Sorry, go ahead, Jode. No, I was just going to have Josh kind of bring us home with the... uh, this this last part like i said is where i actually got a little bit interested with the like actual conspiracy in the church portion um, after this last stigmata the the cardinal and the father who's like his lackey they come to to like get her and they find gabby b in bed with uh, frankie <laughs> um josh there's a couple different churches in the end sequence here, but we do kind of get a resolution to the conspiracy portion. You want to bring us home here?
0: Well, do do you, any of you guys get goodwill hunting vibes from that lackey guy that the cardinal has? <laughs> Dude, yes. <laughs> I don't know what that guy's name is, but. Just um, shoot me. I don't know what. What do you want
3: me to say here? What's, I just resolve what's the, the, cons- the conspiracy. I don't know, man. What is the conspiracy? <laughs> I don't understand. So they're they're so- trying to cover up like this extra gospel of Thomas or whatever. And so. Mikey, oh, good. Okay. I was going to explain the conspiracy, but Josh, go are ahead. Are they doing an exorcism here?
0: Yeah, the cardinal sends Gabriel Byrne home. Because he has no power here. (laughs) (laughs) The Cardinal's like, I'm going to take care of this situation. And he realizes through this exorcism of Patricia Arquette, that it's this father Almedea or whatever his name is. He's trying to expose that there, he's trying to expose that there are miracles in the church, that there is the secret gospel of Jesus slash gospel of Thomas. And this guy, um, what's his name he's the barefoot beggar from game of thrones you already mentioned high sparrow he's the high sparrow. yeah the high sparrow is so caught up in the bureaucracy of the church he wants to hide the truth at all costs even if that means instead of exercising Pr- trish arquette just straight up strangling her with his bare hands <laughs> how
4: are you gonna choke yeah. a legend
1: <laughs> mikey maybe maybe it's help um Okay, so the the Gospel of Thomas, it's saying that God and Jesus are everywhere in everything you see. You don't need to uh, focus your faith in a middleman, a.k.a. the church, Catholic church. Mm -hmm. So they're saying you don't, it's kind of like, it kind of like goes back to, mm -hmm. I don't, God, I I don't know how many Jewish uh, listeners we have, but, you know, Mm -hmm. people say that they were mad when Jesus came because they sold goats and sheep and stuff to sacrifice. So when he came in and said, you don't need to do that, that kind of caused some friction. Like, you don't need a middleman. It's kind of like that. I know I probably mm-hmm. should have said that second part at a point. Um, but that was kind of just an example. So I, yeah, I, that's the easiest way I can explain
4: it. Like it undermines the Catholic Church in the way that Jesus undermined, uh, I don't know, Kind of, Judaism? yeah. It's like
1: just like a circle of that i mean i'm not saying that's what happened i mean that's that's definitely an interpretation of uh uh, the gospels with the when jesus came around is that they thought that he was kind of destroying their hold on what they had of people um not saying that they weren't really religious i'm just saying you know it's like hey we can be religious and sell this stuff so
0: yeah and the high sparrow is trying to do this exorcism and she starts she slash he starts spewing out all this counter catholic rhetoric and he's like is wayne brady gonna have to choke a bit <laughs> yeah, he's like trying to kill her like, to <laughs> save the catholic church like
1: trying to kill her and disguising it as an exorcism kind of that's what i got from it
2: it's me father almeida <laughs> stop
3: <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, just to kind of end it, I guess, um, Father Andrew comes in and, like, throws him away, and he goes back in and, like, volunteers to be, like, the messenger, I guess? Um, but eventually somehow does the exorcism, so Father Almeida leaves Frankie alone, uh, her stalagmites are gone after that <laughs> and <laughs> why'd you wait until 50 minutes in yeah, to hurry. do that amazing <laughs> joke <laughs> and then uh <laughs> father andrew actually travels back to brazil this is kind of the ending scene but he fought, he travels back to brazil and cory i feel like you're a video game master he, he manages to open like the one miscolored tile in the church to find the Dead Sea Scrolls under there. Did you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This guy has played the Ocarina
4: Ball. of Time. He knows where to put the
0: fucking bomb. <laughs> he gets, um, the <laughs> he gets the power up. It's glowing. It's really up. similar to the spot that it's in in the rock. It's actually really similar to that.
1: Uh, frankie do you want to know who assassinated jfk
0: (laughs) a guy you've never seen or heard of
3: (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah that's the end and then it kind of goes through some of the conspiracy stuff that we already talked about um as far as the the gospel of thomas being described as heresy and denounced by the church um I kind of wanted to just open it up here. My uh, I had a few lingering questions, but most of them have been answered. My one question was like there are a couple of reverse water drips throughout the movie. Yeah. Does anyone have any clue Ten- what the fuck that was? It's a
1: it's a prequel to Tenet. <laughs> but mu- Resurrection, but no breathing. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's bad. It's just that bad stylized mm-hmm. stuff music mm-hmm. video.
1: I don't get where it fits in the story, though. I don't know if he was just trying to do something cool or every time that happened, that's kind of when the uh, she was possessed. I don't remember. Dude, it's
0: like a college mo- project. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow, a drip in reverse.
1: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I promise you it's a lot cooler looking in Tenet.
4: <laughs> People I, like I, this I, movie I, about as much as they seem to like Tenet, Brett. That's,
1: that's so stupid. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay yeah I had a thing about that so it has a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes stigmata which makes sense Ebert called it the funniest movie yeah. ever made about Catholicism and most surprisingly to me Gabriel Byrne got nominated for a Razzie which I think is just like completely ridiculous me Ridiculous. Too. Like,
1: yeah. maybe they combined it with because it looks like I was actually saving that for uh, the things at the end but I'm glad you said it the, uh, it looks like it was you got that for this and End of Days and the funniest part here is another Star Wars, is that he lost to Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> but I thought I'll get to that later. But I love Gabriel Byrne in this movie, so.
5: Yeah, but like, we, if we said if we were gonna like, if I was gonna propose a way to fix the movie, like first and foremost would be like, the overall aesthetic. Like we gotta yeah. fix a lot of this. But then second would be let's retool the story to focus way more on Gabby Pancakes. Like that's the Definitely. main. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Definitely. That's why he can't get the Razzie. If you come away wanting more of him, that doesn't make any sense. He's yeah. just like the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Like without him in this movie, this is a direct to DVD release guaranteed. Hundred yeah. percent. Why do you call, call him, him Pancake really
5: at the time? What, what is his nickname?
1: His nipples or something? Is that what it is?
2: Yeah, I think it's big nipples. Exactly. Pancakes. <laughs> yeah, pancakes. Yeah. Hey, don't body shame the man. I I wanted to see those nips, but we never got the sex scene between them, so... Didn't get to see Gabby Pancake. Yeah, we're not...
5: We can see... Patricia Arquette's bags, Gabriel Burns' bags, we don't care. We just need to know you're willing to go there, director. Show us <laughs> exactly. bags. It's already
2: rated R.
3: I don't understand why they wouldn't have done that.
5: Man, no one backed me up on that as being in the pod. <laughs> you gotta just change a subject. Now, here, 55 minutes in. Yeah,
0: let's no, get into No, I'm with
3: it. you.
1: I was muting. I was muting.
2: I can't. I can't believe it's even rated R. It's just sp- spooky. So a lot of bad
1: language <laughs> and a lot of blood.
2: It's rated R for the yeah. blood.
0: It was actually going to be rated PG-13 and get a lot more audience, but the Catholic Church stepped in <laughs> and uh, pulled a couple streams strings.
3: Yeah, one of the things that I I listened to a different podcast on this movie, and they said that Rupert Wainwright, who's the director, is actually he had directed some music videos for like mc hammer and some other people so he is Mm -hmm. actually a music video director and that made the movie make a lot more sense wait Um,
4: wait wait his greatest work though and we all know this is blank check he directed blank check
5: wow it's a solid movie (laughs) it's been a while future future spoilers pick i'm almost 100 percent for sure Um, is his brother rufus wainwright Rupert and Rufus?
1: I was actually looking that up, and then Brittany told me that Chumbawamba sings one of the opening songs, so I got really pumped about that.
0: I'd much rather talk about Chumbawamba anyway. (laughs)
1: Let me go grab a whiskey drink real quick.
0: I'll grab a vodka drink.
1: Corey, you (laughs) grab a cider drink. You got to be careful. Man.
4: It's true. You don't want to see that side of me. Trust me.
1: No.
3: Alright, so this is the part of spoilers when we go to yeses and noes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to follow the introduction order, so uh, Corey, you want to lead us into yes and no's?
4: Oh, we're following the introduction order, okay. Well,
3: Isn't that I... what we always do?
4: Sometimes. We change it up, but that's fine, no worries. We
3: always go east to east, and <laughs> I always have to go first. It's bullshit.
4: I, Corey, I'm going to give this movie... <laughs> The one yes that it's gonna receive on this podcast.
5: (laughs) What? Why? Why? What?
4: (laughs) I I was watching this movie and I was like, "You didn't say anything." I was interested and engaged and enjoying it. Like while I was watching it, like last night or the night before, whenever it was, I really was like sidelined by the fact that you guys all hated this movie. I was like, "Whoa!" (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was pretty good. Um, I liked the style. I know it's like like hokey and of its like time it's like I said before it's like the the craft kind of but maybe like on steroids it's like an extreme version of that like this like late 90s industrial rock kind of thing that like crept into movies somehow um so there's a lot of that style going on but I I like that so that's fine obviously I don't like it uh it can't be in everything but in something like this it fits um the story is slow and there's like you know extended shots of like Gabriel Byrne and Patricia Arquette just like talking, and then like the audio will fade out, and like piano will start playing over them and stuff. But that montage is great. I, I don't know, I, I enjoyed it when that happened. I was, I don't know, I was getting sunk in, and maybe it's not like the greatest script ever, but I think it's well executed, and I, I just appreciate it for what it is. Gabriel Byrne is cool, Patricia Arquette, happy. You really got that in my head where you say like she sounds like she's always high. So that's going to fuck with me now for probably ever. And I can see that, but I thought she was fine before I knew that. So anyway, it's a it's a yes for me. I liked it.
5: Okay. Uh well, if I can convert anyone else to the camp of hating Patricia Arquette, I'm glad <laughs> to do so. I I it's unfair. Like I I thought that the Oscar speech that she gave a couple years ago was like pretty fucking unhinged, but other than that I don't have any problems with her from a personal level, it's just like she just annoys me in the same way that that, I forget what you called it Kyle the late 90's industrial aesthetic annoys me, it's just this is just not for me, it's a it's a no, this movie's boring and bad, like the the extended shots that you talked about, like there's a, I, I timed it, it was like a minute and a half sequence of Patricia Arquette getting tests that go nowhere, the uh, pregnancy like subplot goes absolutely nowhere the Gabriel Byrne like being attracted to women isn't like I mean, obviously he's attracted to women but like his temptation I don't think is flushed out well enough like if you want to make this movie about something you could make it about Gabriel Byrne you could make it about investigating the stigmatic but like make it like that he's really hot for her and that's like that's the that's the thing of the movie is like he is like fighting like we see him struggling with like trying not to like have sex with her as she comes on to him over and over and over again like that would be at least the least more interesting dynamic I hate this movie frankly kind of for what it is I wasn't scared at all not even a little bit um, watch seven watch the exorcist back to back and you've gotten the best part of like anything this movie has to offer uh, solid no me
0: oh Josh. this is Josh from Goshen pretty sure I'm next um the cool thing about Gabriel Byrne is that he keeps getting knocked down, but he gets up again. Yeah, and you're never gonna get him down. <laughs> oh, I'll give this movie a no. Um, there's an episode of my favorite podcast, at least it used to be, Mysterious Universe, where it's kind of like this: like a girl in her, a lady in her mid twenties, late twenties, is like kind of searching in her spiritual life. She's, like, kind of reading some texts, but really she's just all about, like, clubbing and, like, living. And one night she takes some E and goes to this club. And while she's, like, sitting there thinking about, like, life and, like, this little moment, this supposed portal opens up and she sees, like, a vision of her life play out. Basically what I'm getting at is there's so many cool angles this could have gone in this, like, podcast that probably cost ten bucks to produce able to produce like a way cooler it's just a shame because there's a lot of rich sto- there's a rich
2: well here to pull, pull an interesting story from uh it's gonna be a hard no it's just really boring and you know jordan it's spooky spoilers so i was waiting for anything to scare me throughout the entire movie and there's Classified nothing there's, i was waiting for I was waiting for a demon i was waiting for i don't know like something to possess her and really fuck shit up she goes around killing people or a priest or something but not nothing she's just thrashing around on various public transportation services freaking out getting new wounds it's just all really boring um and yeah i it's just The music is terrible. The whole aesthetic is bad. And uh, it's, I think it's, I think it's scary to like one specific group of people. It's probably uh, a horror movie for Catholic people or something just because it's so niche to them. But I mean, for any other person, it's like, this is, there's nothing here. There's nothing, there's no plot. There's, we don't have any motivations for Father Almeida or anything. It was all just very poor storytelling to me. So I'll give it a hard no.
1: Thank you, Mikey. Brett? Okay, I'm going to try to... I think I'm going to say a lot here. I'm going to try to keep it. Okay, so I agree with a lot that Pappy and Josh said. Like, I think this movie could have been better, a lot better, with Gabriel Byrne, who I actually thought was really, really cool in this movie. Um, I've always been a big fan of his. And Josh, I think you're right. He's got a lot of rich stuff. But... I know, guys. Hold on to something. I actually quite like this movie. Um, Whoa! I enjoyed it from start to finish. I I actually, from like 15 minutes to about 45 minutes, I actually thought it was really, really good. I mean, it's not quite as good as Wainwright's uh, Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him, the movie, but um, I I don't know. I I found the information really interesting, and I was just really into it. Um, Like I said, I thought when she talks through when he talks to her the first time like the first sentence I thought that was creepy I thought it was really awesome and then I think every other time every other time after that I think it just sound sounded outright bad um, which is okay this would be my last thing and I'll wrap it up like Britt and I were talking about how like it wasn't scary last night um, they did show something that's like one of the scariest things to me and they didn't go with it more and I think you guys were talking about it in hereditary like when they mention the picture, and they're like, "Who's who's in the room with us? Like who's in that mirror?" You know what I'm talking about?
3: Yeah, that never went anywhere. I know, and all.
1: that stuff scares the mm-hmm. living bejesus out of me. And they think you guys talk about that in Hereditary, right? Like there's you could see the the grandma or something in a room or yeah. a picture or something. That kind of stuff yep. freaks me out, and I'm kind of glad they didn't go into that more, even though I think it could have made it cooler. But that stuff freaks me out, and I'm. I feel like this movie is full of a lot of missed opportunities, but I'm with Kylo. I, I, I didn't really like the aesthetic, but I liked I liked it. I mean, I was into it. That's it. It's, it's a pretty... It's a solid yes for me.
3: Interesting. Yeah. Um, Pappy, next time I win trivia, will you please uh, remind me to check our list of audience requests? Because I feel like my last few have been whiffs um
5: well it's been almost 12 months apart uh stigmata and return to paradise and i don't know if our servers can handle the amount of plays <laughs> that these, we're going to get from all of the demand from these i'm just movies. trying to help out
3: you know <laughs> um no like i said on the last episode when i picked this movie i literally just had it in an iphone note under spoilers picks, and i don't know where i heard of this even Um, I'm guessing it was on another movie podcast somewhere that I got mentioned in passing. Uh, I thought this movie, especially for like the first 55 minutes, maybe an hour or so, was super, super fucking boring. And I actually said out loud, uh, this movie is super boring and sucks and almost turned it off last night to like finish right before this today. Um, persevered through it. I do love a good conspiracy. So it was a little, a little bit, uh, redeemed towards the end but it's just, it's not very good. And so it's a it's a flaccid no for me, which gives us two yeses and hey, a couple hard no's. Hey, Joe, can, a I, nos. can I add something real quick? My, what is this?
1: Okay, I know yeah, yeah. everyone hates, uh, Pappy hates Patricia Arquette, but she was married to two, spoilers, royalty people. During this movie, she was married to Nick Cage. And then after that, she divorced Whoa. him and got married care. to Thomas Jane. So, I mean, okay. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> no, wow. but yeah, she <laughs> was married to. That's what I was waiting for. Uh, Nicholas Cage during this movie.
2: She needed um. the money. Oh, jeez. about that, but.
3: It's 2020. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> Wait, yes or no is on her attractive. I'll give it a yes. East oh, to East. No. No. Uh,
1: she's pretty hot in true romance.
3: Mikey. I only heard like three answers there. Wow. <sighs> okay. Um,
2: it's a no. She's uh, half demon <laughs> or something. Yeah, half demon. She's, she's got holes in her greasy, feet. Very
3: greasy, too. Like, oh. <laughs> um, Alright, so. Mikey, did, did you say what kind of food that makes this? Kind of a mixed bag.
2: Oh, this is uh, <laughs> this is day-old holy bread. Uh, and stale <laughs> holy water. <laughs> what are those little crackers called? Well, it should have one. a crisp to
5: it. Body of Christ that's been left out too long.
3: Yikes. All right, so we're going to get started on trivia. Does anybody need a break, or can we go ahead and do it. go straight to it? All right, sweet. So... As I said earlier, I tried a couple different ideas for trivia. One was cases of stigmata. Uh, That doesn't work because you can't find numbers because the Catholic Church church hides it. Um, The other one was You don't know that. uh, (laughs) Incidents of epilepsy, which is also really hard to track. Because the Catholic Church Um, hides it. This last one is just going to (laughs) be Exactly, yeah. Um, (laughs) I just didn't feel like reading all the medical studies. But What I landed on was not nearly as interesting, and it's gonna be 1999 movies, where Stigmata is actually number 47, based on gross box office earnings. Um, What I want you guys to do, and we're gonna go in the order that Pappy sent earlier, is we're gonna try to name the top 12 movies based on box office that year, and it's gonna be a one strike, you're out, but you do have a lifeline in which I will name the top build actor in the next highest movie that has not been named, if that makes sense.
5: What year is it, Jordan?
3: Um, 1999. 1999.
5: Fox News. Also, for the record, this was the last episode of Spooky Spoilers 2020. Uh, I say with a heavy heart. So Who's the host spooky? has a blank slate to choose from.
3: <sighs> I will also defend myself again that this is labeled a horror movie. And would, that's the reason that I chose it.
2: So I'm first or who did we say?
3: Uh, Yeah. So the order is going to be Mikey, then Kylo, then Pappy, then Josh, then Brett. And we're going to go snake. So Brett will actually go twice then back up the ladder.
0: What, but
1: Don't I have an advantage?
3: That is an advantage.
5: It's one strike, you're out, so yeah. You can win without answering.
3: Wait. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Brett, you're right. We should go back Uh, to the top. So we'll go Mikey, Kylo, Pap, Josh, Brett, then go back to Mikey. You do have the one lifeline, so use it wisely. Mikey, any 1999 movies in the top 12 you would like to name?
2: Gosh, Brett just high-sparrowed you. (laughs) (laughs) I can live with that. I'm pr- I'm like 99% sure Matrix is a 99 movie, so I'll say the Matrix.
3: The Matrix is number five. Excellent it's answer. <laughs> the only one I can think of. Yeah, to, yeah, I'm
2: done for the next round.
3: Um, Kylo, you're up.
4: Uh, the Matrix is a good selection. Um, Mikey, though, we just did a podcast on a 1999 movie that i'm pretty sure it was wildly successful that is called the mummy
3: it was wildly successful 155 million great answer kylo uh pat you're the up next. only
5: one that i could think of right away i'm glad Cory didn't take it would be star wars episode one the phantom menace whoa
3: that is yeah. number one automatic win 430 million <laughs> this is incredible josh
0: I don't think this is going to be top. What does it have to be in top 12? Yeah. What is the Stephen King? No. The mist. The mist was 19. That was 2007. I don't know. Oh, the it miniseries. Oh, shit.
2: (laughs) 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 Use your your lifeline. lifeline,
0: bro. Someone already said that. Yeah. Lifeline it.
2: Josh, you were just going through past episodes. You weren't even, like, yeah. thinking of 99 movies. Yeah, like, hereditary. <laughs> Missed.
0: Either we talked about 1994 movies or we talked about 1999 movies recently,
3: and it's killing me. The top build on the next highest movie. So, Pappy already named number one. The top build actor for number two is Bruce Willis. Um...
0: That's a dead oh. giveaway, dude. Oh, 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 that's a dead oh, oh, oh. giveaway.
2: Oh no!
0: Uh, Six cents, Josh.
3: That is correct. <laughs> am I up? Wait,
0: am I out? Six No What year? Six cents. Oh, that's correct.
3: Yeah. You're in. <laughs> yeah, that was, right. that was right. Of course, it's right.
2: No. <laughs> I don't know. Who made correct. that much money.
1: Uh, I'm gonna ha- have to take a my lifeline.
3: All right, one moment, please. The top build in number three is Mike Myers.
4: Oh,
3: <gasps> ooh.
2: <laughs> Big 90s guy, Mike Myers I
1: will say uh Austin Powers The Spy Who Shagged Me
3: were correct Nice, that's number three Brett has used his lifeline How many
0: lifelines do we get? Can we do that every time?
3: Uh, Just one um, Who went Mikey? first again?
2: Me, I'm using a lifeline
3: For number four The top build person is Tom Hanks. Mm. Ooh, that's a hot lead.
2: In '99, also big '90s guy. I want to say Castaway.
3: That is incorrect, my Ooh, that's what I That's what I would have guessed. Um, Kylo Ren memes.
4: That's got to be the Green Mile. Incorrect. Oh! That was my other choice.
5: I Can I use the lifeline?
4: Well, I don't think you need to because he already used it.
1: It's it's just you and me, right?
4: I'm in.
3: Josh is in still too. i get. So I was trying to figure out if I should give you the second build or the first build for the next. I'll make it one. easier.
5: I know this movie is <laughs> 1999 for sure. I just don't know if it's in the top 12 because uh, it's a spoiler's movie, the Blair Witch Project. Excellent map. That's in the top
0: 12?
3: He's in and does not use his lab lifeline. That is number 10. That's a huge hit. Oh my gosh. Huge hit, Josh. And Don't
5: listen up. to that episode. One of the worst episodes of Split.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I couldn't,
5: I couldn't make it through that. That'll one. be behind the Patreon. You can pay extra to listen to that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we keep the good stuff behind the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Okay, so I.
0: This is like, I should be able to pinpoint this year better, because I was in high school then, just barely. So I was a freshman. I can't remember if our it was our coach. Okay, so this is a really crazy story. Our, our basketball <laughs> coach took us to a movie because we did something good as a basketball team, and it was either 1999 or 2000, and it was "Oh brother, we're out there." Where "Oh brother, where art thou?" Hmm. Spore is Oh. I I gotta go with it. I think that's I think that was sophomore year, which would have been two thousand. But oh, I'll go with that.
3: I didn't ask for the story or any character. <laughs> oh yeah. We can edit all that out. <laughs> I you no points. <laughs> May God have mercy on your soul. Brett,
0: wait. What, what was the me? answer?
2: Wait, well, no, no, no. I'm no, not saying it. It's Still up for grabs.
1: First of all, Jordan, that might have been my.
3: One of my all-time
1: favorite things that's ever been said. That was
3: really funny. <laughs> so, Brett, you have you're miss, we're missing number four, six, seven, nine, eleven, and twelve. I'm gonna nine, have
1: to nine. piggy bank on somebody else's lifeline that I don't think nobody ever answered the Tom Hanks one. Correct.
4: Right. I was wondering about that.
1: I don't know. I this is my best guess. I'm going to say Toy Story oh. two.
2: Ah, yeah. great. great guess, Brett. That is great correct. Guess, Brett.
3: Excellent work. Wow. Pappy, do you have another? I need a lifeline. All right. The top build on number six. You guys are really killing this category. Top build is Tony Goldwyn. Holy I don't know. crap. Don't know. Do you have any other good Good game, Brett.
5: Nah. No. Uh. the movie! I mean. I do. I. Um. I do, uh, okay. All right. Let me think. So, uh, I'll do this. I, this isn't going to be that movie. That's fine. South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut?
3: No. That was. Actually, I think that was just above Stigmata at number 46. Yep. Yeah. Uh, All right. Brett, you need a correct answer to wrap this why? up here. Why? Because you've. You and Pappy have answered the same number.
1: But I have the advantage.
3: Mm, okay. You're going to go to a tiebreaker if you can't get one.
1: Um, I don't think this movie made that much money, but it won Best Picture. I'll say uh, American Beauty.
5: Good guess. Incorrect. Dang. Yeah, I didn't American think so. Beauty here. That was a good good thinking, us.
1: Tony Goldwyn? What the fuck is that? Who the fuck, yeah, is, who is, the fuck <laughs> is Tony Goldwyn? <laughs>
3: Tarzan. I fucking hate him as much as I hate Patricia. Uh, The uh, missing ones were Tarzan, Big Daddy, Runaway Bride, Notting Hill, and uh, The World Is Not Enough. Big Daddy. (laughs) The World (laughs) Is Not Enough made it. So bad. Is that the one with Halle Berry?
5: No. Let's die another day. Terry gets Uh,
0: Terry Uh,
3: Hatcher. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So tiebreaker then? Is everybody
0: back in?
2: (gasps) Oh.
3: No, 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 no. Everybody's, Brett. Back, Everybody's in. back in. <laughs> just Brat and Pap. All right. So I did have one little. Oh, this is this sounds terrible. I did come up with one epilepsy question, <laughs> which <laughs> didn't work for the whole group, nice. but it works as a tiebreaker. So because this movie, <laughs> because this movie is uh, full of flashing lights and whatnot, um, I would not advise anyone from these countries to watch this movie but i have four countries here and i need you to tell me which one you think has the highest prevalence of epilepsy as of 2017 are you ready for the countries brett and Pat? <clears throat> yeah wait, wait
5: so I, to brett will just i one of us will say a country f- first how does this work
3: um Okay, since Brett has the advantage, I'll let him name first. And Pappy, you cannot name the same. Or actually, Brett, would you rather name first or last?
1: Mm. We can't... You you, you can't
3: name the same one.
1: I'd rather go first.
3: Okay. The countries are Ethiopia, Cameroon, Ecuador, and Panama.
1: So we got North America, South America, and two Africa. Um, oh, my gosh. This is not even close to the, any of that, I would have guessed. Um, I will say uh, Ethiopia. All right. Are you sorry, talking about you total number total number, or per capita?
3: Per 1,000. Oof. Ecuador's okay, got. Can
5: you
1: get, can you,
5: sorry. Man, can I get my choices, please? <laughs>
3: Pappy, the choices as I listed them were Cameroon, Ecuador, and Panama, putting aside Brett's Ethiopia choice.
5: I'm going to say Panama.
0: Panama!
3: Nice tribute. So, Ethiopia has 29, roughly 29 cases per 1,000 people. Panama has. Fifty-seven Whoa. pieces per. Ah, honestly, yes. he is our winner.
1: Honestly, when you <laughs> said it was per so capita, happy. when you said it was per capita, I knew I had lost because I went with total number because Ethiopia's got more people than those other three countries combined. So I, I knew I was going to lose when you said that. So good job, Pat.
5: Man, just taking my moment of basking. Don't, <laughs> Don't care. I got. I got cheated. About... I got cheated.
3: <laughs> oh man, feels good. Pappy, congratulations uh, for the audience. Uh, Pappy, one of the co-founders of Spoilers, uh, gets to choose the movie for next week. Um, sometimes we break here to give people a chance to take a pee I and do. Pappy a chance a to break. think of some random-ass movie that no one's ever seen before. What do you need what? to have?
5: <laughs> Give me like 30 seconds. All right. Uh,
3: Let's throw to Spoiler Man.
5: Yeah. Cool. Because I got all my spooky movies at the top of my it's list here.
3: Spooky. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcast spoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. All right, and we're back. Uh, we've been getting some comments that we're gonna read. Thank you guys for engaging with us on the socials. Yeah,
0: so we love it when people like engage with us on any social media, and we get quite a bit of that. But there's a few we want to shout out in particular. And the first one is Anzel Hendrix at Hendrix Films underscore on Instagram. Great account. Regarding our podcast spoilers, Who uh, <laughs> Be Halloween episode. He said, I mean, OFC, (laughs) a fucking chorus. It's not Korean or Wenders, but it's not trying to be. It's an enjoyable time. Hubie Halloween captures the spirit of Halloween and fall extremely well while making fun of other Adam Sandler films in the process. Uh, uh, Hendrix films underscore. We love that. You love it. I honestly had a little bit of fun watching it, but, um, I don't trust that guy. (laughs) Spirit of Halloween for who? (laughs) Who's Halloween is like that? Also, probably way more importantly are our Apple reviews that we get. And I think Corey has one of those for us.
4: Yes. Spoilers did get an Apple podcast review from a a long acronym name. (laughs) O-F-W-G-K-T-A-1. It says, guys are great. I listen to all the movie reviews that I've seen. And listen to them at work and love to see different POVs and different things I didn't see before in that particular movie. Great stuff, guys. Very nice review.
3: Uh, thank you. Wow, that was super nice.
5: I feel bad for him because I'm sure he hasn't seen Stigmata, so he'll never, <laughs> ever hear that review. <laughs> Good point. Read the Hamilton
3: uh, one. I always expect the worst with these social media engagement reviews and whatnot. Um, no, thanks, guys. Uh, Pappy you have your 80s movie that you teased in our uh, break there
5: yeah I I headed down between a 2011 movie or an 80s movie and I was such a good sport I let Brett uh, dictate the course of where we're gonna go this movie uh the top build person actually jumped out in the very early days of spoilers when we first started calculating manually just going through (laughs) the movies and like doing a tally mark of who was the king uh (laughs) He was the early king for a very, very long time and got passed by some other Star Wars uh, uh, co host or co stars of his. Uh, But I was surprised. I think it was the It podcast I was listening back to. I actually didn't catch it at the time. We were talking about Amish culture. And we were schooling Kylo a little bit, and he like was surprised that we had buggies like in our <laughs> neighborhood. So I'm going to go with Harrison Ford, Great uh, King in Our Hearts, Vigo Mortensen, 1985, Witness. Great wow. movie's only Oscar wow.
1: nomination.
5: Wow. Never seen it.
1: Never seen it either. It's slow, but it's
5: good. I take it back. I've seen like 10 minutes on AMC or something, but yeah, can't, Witness.
3: Can't uh, be as slow can... as Stigmata. You know it's what? Just,
1: it's just and just dark as Just as religious.
2: Staring at Harrison Ford for two hours, I'm okay with. You want Indiana Jones to be your dad?
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mikey's dad, Harrison Ford. Bags alert! Bags alert! Yes. Thanks for joining us, everybody. That was spoilers.
5: I think Joni Mitchell's really overrated.
1: Dude, she just shrieks the whole time. It's like I, she's got a nice voice, but like, why do that falsetto shrieking? That's not good.
5: I think her whole career is built off the fact that she hung out with Bob Dylan for a while. She
1: she hung out with a lot of famous people. She dated some famous people. I think that for sure. Plus, she's like the melancholy missus or whatever. I don't know. I made that up. I don't know if that'll stick.
5: <laughs> that will. Yeah, It'll stick.
2: <laughs> that was Spoilers.